Dave Da, Aubie Nakan. Welcome to podcast number 53. So before I start um, going into this week's podcast, the, the first thing I want to do is just to say a big thank you to everyone who donated when I run the London Marathon this April. Um, as some of you might have seen, I ran for Fleet, which is the charity here in Cornwall, which is raising money for equipment for the emergency services. It started with the ambulance, but I think I think it's gone further afield now, Coast Guard, things like that, putting defibrillators on police cars and all things. So it's a, a fantastic charity. And um, I say this year I run the London Marathon. It is the fifth, fifth London Marathon I've done. Well, I did four proper ones, and then I had to do a virtual one in lockdown. And um, each year we've raised money for Fleet. And I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's donated um, this year, including the little bit of the gift aid that some people gave. Um, the total was £4,005, which is fantastic. So um, a big thank you to everybody. Really appreciate it. And as far as this week's podcast goes, I've struggled a bit to get it sorted this week. Um, we haven't been overly busy with funerals, really. Um, but I don't know, just haven't been able to get it sorted. And also, I've kept the running up this year, which is something I never do after the marathon. Usually, once I've finished, I'm that fed up with it. I just get right on the push bike. But weirdly, I don't know why, but this year I've actually kept up the running. And, of course, Tom, I get home from work, get herself sorted. Uh, me and Beth, we usually go out running, well, about 8 o'clock with the dogs, go in the woods there's some lovely old, real established woods. You know, the trees, well, hundreds of years old, fantastic trees. And of course, some of them, you're going through them and tis a bit darker when tis getting a bit dimity. Um, I wouldn't say tis eerie. It's a funny thing. You never feel you're alone. I, I don't know. It always reminds me. I don't know if I've said this before on a podcast. I don't think I have. Um, but there's a funeral poem we have that's... Um, "'Tis only we who grieve, and it says there, um, "'They do not leave, they are not gone, they look upon us still. "'They walk upon the valleys now, and they stride upon the hill. "'And I tell you what, when you're going through the woods, "'you, you ain't scared, but you, you get the feeling you end alone, like, you know. "'So I'll be heading out directly once I've I've finished this. "'But um, when it gets nearer to the path half, I'll just talk about it again.' And I'll be wearing, I've got a t-shirt and a, a running vest. There's a new club formed, well, a few months ago now in town here, Weybridge Running Club. It's funny, we've never had a, a running club in town. And um, they meet on Wednesdays at past six. Well, of course, I never never get finished in time for that. But I I said I'll, um, I've got their, you know, running vest and t-shirt. So I said I'll wear that on the, on the bath half. But I'll talk about that another time. And then also next year, I don't know if you did see, but I did manage to get a ballot place for the London Marathon again next year, which is the first time ever I've got a ballot place. And um, I thought, seeing I've done like five years for Fleet now, um, I thought perhaps next year I might do it for Alzheimer's, just, you know, memory of father again. We did cycle to Paris a few years ago for Alzheimer's and we haven't really done much since. I think we did climb Snowdon. But um, so that's what I'll be doing next year. But again, I'll talk about that nearer the time. 
The main headache we've had for funerals lately is traffic. Obviously, we've had the summer holiday traffic, but also roadworks. And um, I think I mentioned before that the road going under Bobman Hospital shut. So you're going into Glim Valley from Wade Bridge and it's so random. Sometimes you can get right up to Asylum Clock, no problem at all. Other times you can queue back towards Bar Arms. And also last Friday, we did actually have a, a family funeral of ours down Penn Mount. And of course, you got the roadworks down there and you get to about Summer Court and is then single file going up to Carlin Cross and you're queuing for ages. So you, you've got to allow for all of this and um, you've got to get your time and spot on. So, um, yeah, it is a bit frustrating. And um, as I said, we did have a, a family funeral last week and um, it's a sad occasion. And on the other hand, it's nice to meet up with family that you haven't seen for ages. And, you know, I saw a few cousins last week that I haven't seen for years. And as the generations, you know, go down each generation, you kind of drift apart. But um, that was the nice side of it, just to, to catch up with all these cousins that I hadn't seen for a long time. But um, anyway, I think what we'll do now, we'll get on to um, the first part of my interview with Ellis Baker. Um, I spent a lot of the locals who know Ellis, um, lived along Eglisale Road for, well, n- most of his life. And um, I had a lovely chat with him the other day. And I'll spread this over the next two or three weeks. And um, then I'll come back. I'll round off a bit directly as well. But before I start, you may just have to turn it up a bit then, because um, I don't know how it's going to compare with how I'm talking now, but I know that um, Ellis's voice is a lot quieter than mine. Mine's a bit like Padster Foghorn. I don't, I don't know if any of you can remember it, but I, I can remember winters when I was a kid. Sometimes you could hear the Padster Foghorn, the sound coming up the camel, and so we're we're on loud like that. Um, Ellis's voice is nice and a little bit quieter, so you may just have to adjust your volume a little bit. And um, but I'm sure you enjoy it. He he talks about his early years in Wade Bridge and his his early working life and that. And um, I'll round it off directly. So here we go. First part of the interview with Ellis. Speak to you soon. Get on, Ellis. How we knock him? Proper. Booty. Booty. Thank you for joining me today. I uh, I obviously thought you was Eglis Sale boy through and through, but like me, you migrated across the river. And I think, was you born Pomola Road? Yes. Woodside. Yeah. Where the Deacon family lived. And that's where I was born, to George and Elsie Baker. They, they come from Truro, moved up here from Truro. Oh, right. My father was a, they worked in the ironmonger shop in uh, Truro. And uh, come up here. But it's funny, really, because mother was born at St. Ted. My father was born at Lanson. So where the hell they oh. got tangled up with Truro? Yeah. I should never know. And yeah. that's overlooking what was, was it, the cattle market car park? park? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Woodside, you said. Woodside. Uh, brother, uh, brother, two brothers, Douglas and Leslie. Yeah. Doug was the oldest of, of, of all of us. And uh, Pamela. Sister Les and then me. Yeah, I was the baby of the family. Yeah, yeah. he was all born in Truro. And of course, when the war was on, the Americans was based up 
where the secondary school is now. They had a lot oh, of buildings right. up there. I see. And they used to come down in the car park, called Margaret Car Park. Pam and uh, well, they take us all out on the motorbike and sidecar. With they really? Yeah. Cool. Chewing gum, chocolate. And of course, next door to where Woodside was, or, or, yeah, Bob was, because it's gone now. Yeah. Was um, where Jay Shoe's story is. Yeah. Was uh, Ernest Derry. Oh, yeah. The plumber. They're, they were, and Derry, Gordon Derry, the builder next door to it. Were they two Derrys related then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they were. No. And then the gas, a really great gasometer. Yeah. Because I remember the little terrace opposite that. We mm. always knew it was Gaswork Terrace. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Riversdale. That's right. A big, I think a lot of, a lot of the Sin family. Oh, yes. Lived in there. Yeah. Tony. Tony lived over at the bottom of Convena, Tony Sims. Of course, it, that was a kind of nice change of things. When uh, Fair came to town and Roland, yeah, um, they come in there. They would be in the park in there. Yeah, I remember. Parked yeah. up. Yeah, and they had uh, all the death and the, the roller of death. Did they really? Yeah, uh, I remember all this sort of thing because when I was a kid and a teenager, and uh, they used to have boxing boat, boats that. Uh, if you lasted so long with that one of their boxers, get away, get, get a father, not on the father back then, I suppose. No, quid, but yeah, quit. And uh, Tom Sims, I remember he and they're fighting, had the last three rounds. Then where the houses are now, yeah, where O'Mill used to be, um, was O.T. and Martin. Oh, right, O.T. and Martin. And there used to be a big bungalow, a big up house in there, dark. And uh, and that brought you up to Odin and Martin. Right. Steelworks. Across the road from that were uh, uh, Tipson had um, oh, Stepping Stones now. Mitchell, she's still in there. People call Mitchell. Ruby Mitchell. Right. And her family, mother and father. Pasty. She used to make pasties. Oh, right. Oh, Taste it now. Yeah. And then where the little tea shop is. Yeah. That was her little shop in there in Bakery. And then we are up to the bridge on wall. That, that's all Pomola Road, yeah. So, how old was he when he moved to Eglisale Road? Then? Four. Four, all oh, right. I can remember, I remember walking up the path, rummaging around in there. Found a tin soldier on a motorbike. Clockwork one. I don't know what happened to him, but brothers, they took umbrage at me having this toy and... I think they might have pinched it. Probably. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. What what number Eglisale was that then? 91. That was 91. 91. And then next door was um, Jesse Manenet, the old soul, like Mother O'Reilly. Mother O'Reilly. Right. I used to sell paraffin. And I was t- telling somebody yesterday, coming down the road, when the circus come to town, one of the, and it used to be at football field. Right. And for some reason, I don't know why, they paraded from church down and an elephant come across the road down here. Right. And uh, Miss Burt gave him a bun. Oh, get away. Yeah. And uh, when that old thing come back, when that elephant come back a few years later, he crossed the road again. Did it really? Get bun. yeah. Remember that? Remember that. But I mean, the playing fields back then was a bit 
different than it is now. Yeah. I can remember years ago going into a cottage down the bottom of West Hill and they were talking then about they had on their deeds, they had permission to keep elephants in the back garden. Did they? Yeah, and this was due to the circus travelling around the West Country. And if it was wintertime, bad weather, they was allowed to keep these elephants in the back garden. See, I think there is, or there used to be, I don't know how true to us, but from where Mike Bragg lived, yeah, which is two doors down from where I lived, to the end of the park, Cliff's End Hill, in the deeds of properties then, they, they, they had the right to graze sheep. Oh, did they? In the playing field. So 91, because I know Wynne was talking the other day about the shop. Was that one half of 91? Or was that next door, the, the shop that your father... Oh, that was all in the house. That was house. all in the same house, was yeah, it? Yeah, Oh, I see. Yeah, if you went in the front door, you had the shop on the right. And the uh, lane on the left, hand side. So... But they get they're quite a big house, really. Yeah. What did she sell in the shop? Oh... Abadashery, everything. Oh, yeah. The story was, that, and somebody said to say this song was, if you can't get it here, you won't get it anywhere. <laughs> but Uncle Harry, that he lived with us for quite a while after, I think. He was a mason for Tommy Davey. Schooling? I know I did hear you was a bit of a heller at school. Well, so I've heard, right? <laughs> it took nearly 80 years to find that out, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the lady and <laughs> know what I, what I, I was a fair header. Oh, I'll set up a meeting. <laughs> yes, I'll be better way. I can remember father and mother knew these people down Paul's F because she were, was saying how she lived down Paul's F. Yeah. And I, I think where we went to see these people was Craig Vaughar. All right. And he was manager or something, the chap that father knew. Yeah. Uh, was a manager in... Atlantic. Oh, right. Wasn't it? It yeah, Atlantic, yeah, yeah, that's right. And we used to go down there every evening. And, and she was next door to there. So, schooling, did you do like I do? Girls' school, boys' school? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One boy, well, Teddy Deakin. I remember Ted Deakin. Right. Because up to a few years ago, he used to phone up. He went down Falmouth to live. He, oh, he right. used to phone Mike Orkin and say, ask how everybody was. Yeah. Yeah, Norman Derry. Yeah. We was buddied up, infants. Oh, was it? Yeah. Can't remember a lot about that, infant school. No. Remember boy school more. Yeah. Because uh, being sport, keen on sport, I always used to try and work it in the spring, oiling the cricket bats and oh, yeah. all that, get out of, yeah. out of my lesson then, say. Yeah. And uh, uh, the inter-school sports down here in the playing fields. All right. Different schools around the area. And there was a cricket, a football pitch, full-size football pitch down there that we used to play on. A school team. Right. Yeah. What, down playing fields? Down playing fields, oh, yeah. Oh, was there? Yeah. Cricket pitch was there, but not what it is now. No, no. I mean, it is... It is top-notch. Yeah. It's me now. And uh, get on, get over there. And... Other shape for when it was dark and we went in and that was it. Yeah. Spend hours of tennis. Spend most of the summer holidays playing tennis. Yeah. Tis, tis a lovely place to live as a child, isn't it? Yeah. Right next oh, to the playing fields. Yeah. 
But that back then we got Bob Daly. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Dana. Oh right. Stan Dana. That Stan. was the only ones oh, that yeah. used to do the. It was the gardeners over there. Yeah. Because they used to have Avery. Yeah, they? that's right. And they played. Turn over the slope. And then further along at the Putting Green. The old Putting Green, yeah. Yeah. So where did you go after boys' school then? Lewis Brown. Lewis Brown. So you left school at what, 14, 15? 15. The Easter. I went on an extra half a term. Ah, right. No, no more knowledge was gleaned. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went up Lewis Brown's then. That was the top of West Hill? Top of West Hill, up to Forest. Big firm. Yeah, yeah. Big firm they were. Uh, brothers. My father started it. My father, Mr. Brown, never never, he wasn't alive when I went there, but Annie Brown, right. Peter Brown and Claude Brown's mother. Yeah. She ran the firm, or they ran the firm, Peter and Claude. Yeah. And uh, the offices was upstairs. All right. And uh, workshops downstairs. I, I should have studied more and in the joinery section, I just stayed with the chippy section. I used to sing a lot. All right. Because if I sang a lot, Peter Brown would hear it above, in the rooms above, see? Oh, I see. And I'd get sent out on site then. <laughs> <laughs> and then cricket dinner time with Ernest Derry, his plumbers and leopard, oh, you know, Yeah. Cricket and football. So the more I sang, the, the longer I was kept away from the workshops. So you've never been a good singer, then? <laughs> no, I've never been a good bloody chippy either. <laughs> and old Picking Youngwood, he used to have to go to the toilet uh, in the morning. He was never the same man until he'd been toilet. Oh, right. And Chris Thomas. You oh, remember I remember Chris, Chris Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Immaculate yeah. handwriting. Oh, yeah. He was a beautiful handwriter. He had a banger, a jumping jack. Right. Firework. Oh, right, yeah. Here, boy, here, boy. Thrown under the door, dicks in the toilet. <laughs> I said, no, I'm doing that. He's it, he's throwing it under the door. What was that up then? <laughs> so I probably got sent off on the site then to get me out of the way doing that. <laughs> it makes me think sometimes when you want to build a site. We did a big house then, Damer. One of the last jobs I'd done when I was with Derry's. I took a bit of batten or something off, a bit of skirt, and, and behind was, I don't know how many names now, I can't remember. Oh. Of chaps that was working there. Yeah. Uh, they built it, a firm from the Scard. Yeah. They'd come down on Monday, uh, Sunday night. We must have slept in or somewhere because we stayed the week. I think it was the 1938 war, wasn't it? 38. Thirty nine, forty five. Yeah. yeah, and it had all the load of names. Blimey. And I often wondered after how many of the chaps that have worked there um, actually come home. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I was Eller for writing. Oh, there you go again. I'm an Eller. Eller for. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Like, like writing your name, I suppose. Oh where yeah, you did yeah, work. Was, yeah, yeah. What the weather was like. What time of the day? Oh yeah. Jeff Tyke used to give me out. He said, I just took some stuff off the place when he was at years ago. Your writers everywhere. <laughs> I can remember father stripping the wallpaper in Glen Road, and I think it would be David Blake, would it? Was it Phil's father? Phil's father, yeah. yeah. he'd written his name on the, yeah. on the wall. Like, oh, yeah. that's surprising. 
Yeah. Will you leave a little message for him to, 10 years time, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Lewis Brown. Then they packed up the partnership. Peter Laurie, the snipe. Yeah. Me and he was took on by Derry's. Oh, right. And uh, went down there, went down. But that was, uh, that was a big firm too. Yeah. We was, had a big job over the Coliseum for three oh, years. Did he really? Yeah, all oh. the big acts used to come down there. Yeah. Or yeah. something, oh. Yeah. See what they, I mean, it's different again now, but what the, all these big pop bands and that, and the luxury they had, they lived in their buses, the stuff they got. Get beautiful. away. Yeah. Yeah. Bit different to the shipwrecks. Bit different to the shipwrecks. <laughs> we don't have a decent dressing room now. <laughs> Well, so they had some big jobs and dairies. Oh, they did. Yeah. Schools. Cullum. We'd done a big school at St. Cullum. Marm Church. And of course, later on in years, Glen Valley Crematorium. And Glen Valley Crematorium, too. Yeah. I was... I didn't... I've done a bit of it last... Latterly, a bit of work out there. Yeah. You but, spent... Uh, you spent a lot of time out there, but that was with us, wasn't it? I spent more out there, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing was, is we was there the day that, oh, several days, it's nearly finished. Right. So they had the date for opening it. But the day that it actually went from being a shell of a building to yeah. an actual working unit. Yeah, yeah. The difference up to then yeah. was... The air, everything about it was different. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. You know, more respect. And that window attracts yeah. a lovely lot of people looking yeah, at it, doesn't it? fantastic, and looking out looking over Looking out there. Yeah. When Carl's mother was cremated out there, just as the, cop, just as the coffin started moving in, yeah. a rainbow appeared. Oh, yeah. Right up on the top of yeah. it, and the woods and that. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Spent a lot of time out there, didn't it? Yeah, we did that. Oh, that's not fun. Mike Olkin and... One of the clerk of the works, a county clerk of the works, school out in St. Colour. Right. He said, I love working for you, Crowd, Derry's employees. He said, it reminds me of when I was apprentice and what we used to get up to. Yeah. You know, of course yeah. we had the best of the lot. Yeah. Ben, ben Connell. Oh, Dennis, yeah. Dear old Dan. He was, he was a character, huh? Oh. Yeah, another big job down through where the district council offices used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up the top of that, we put a, a roof on top of it. Another floor on top of that building. Yeah. That's all gone now, see? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So you travel quite a distance, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arm Church School. Yeah. And it was laugh, really, because we used to meet Viewed builders coming the way this way, yeah. And we was going up, was to, going up you know. Yeah. You think, well, why? So, how many years did he work for Derry's and joined the fire brigade in '76? And that's where I started from in the fire brigade from Derry's. All right, so several years, yeah. It 30 odd years, I think there's a big slate out the back. All right, but they engraved and put, yeah, presented to me on my retirement, dinner, yeah, party over, yeah. pretty odd. Fond memories. Like when you was on call, then was you allowed to leave work 
to go on a call yeah, with the three of us. They were very good, really. I mean, there was George Bassett, Jeff Dyke, Roy Arnold, and myself. Oh, yeah. If we was in town, we'd all go. See. All go, yeah. Certainly, was happy enough to do it. Let us do it. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed that, and there'll be more from Ellis next week. Um, I think next week he's going to be talking about, um, well, the very famous fire brigade um, entries in the carnival. They used to do, well, they still do fantastic floats. And um, so we'll be talking about that a bit next week. But I, I did have a few people that they've moved into town in latter years and they said it might be helpful at the end of a podcast if somebody spoke about something or somewhere and it's changed, they can't picture in their head where it is. And like the cattle market, um, Ellis lived there, Woodside, I think it was called, where I can remember the Deacon family living there. And that was right opposite the cattle market car park, which is still a car park now. And the cattle market, well, that's now Old Market Court. And I think I've said before, when I was lying in bed in Glen Road on a Monday morning, you'd hear the cows and the sheep in your ears and you knew it was market day and I can remember the fair back then when I was young going down into the cattle market car park so um, that's where that was the Putton Green I think I did mention the Putton Green and that's if you're going from the bridge along Eglisale Road when you got the playing field starting on the right hand side where the war memorial is now well when we was young that was the Putton Green and was a nine-hole course, you can imagine, to an overly big. And you would go to the shed, the groundsman's shed there, where it still tis now, just behind the bowling green. Mr. Downen, I remember he was there, Stan, and you give him your money, and he'd give you a golf ball and a putter. And then you would go and do your round, which we did. Well, that was beginning of the summer holidays, by the end of the summer holidays, we realised we could spend all afternoon there. And so we'd do, you know, holes one to nine. And then we'd say, right, we'll tee off from the tee spot for number one, but we'll try and get it in hole number seven or something. So you'd spend all afternoon there. And also, I remember seeing photos. If anyone's on the Weybridge Memories page, I'm sure there's photos there of the elephants coming through town. And it was lovely to hear Ellis say about that elephant that remembered from a previous time that he'd had a bun and crossed the road. So if you're on that page, you'll be able to see photos of the elephants when they used to come into town. But um, I say, you've got more to look forward to for next week. I think for me, Cornish word of the week, seeing we've been talking about elephants, I might as well do the Cornish word for elephants, which is olifans, olifans. And for me, Cornish dialect of the week, I think Ellis was saying how he was described as being an Eller. Um, so I thought perhaps that would be me dialect for this week. So if the if somebody's uh, like a little boy or something's naughty, you can say he's a little Eller. So uh, I think that's what that'll be for this week. Right, well, I'm going to leave you there. I'm now looking out to dark outside. I'm hear the rain coming down on the roof. But um, I'm now going to head out. I'm going to do five miles. I might head up to Werder tonight, I think. I've got a little torch thing now to go on my head. But um, I think that's where I'll be going tonight. 
But um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll speak to you again next week. Wish you well. Do Guinness. Carlo Bisfican.